Everyone Needs a Spotter, episode one, brought to you by RMS Fitness Equipment Services. My name is Robert Decker. I'm the general manager here. And to my right is... Emily Vinos, assistant general manager. Yes, from time to time, she may forget her title, but she's very well devalued here at RMS Fitness. To my left... Steve Heitzer. I'm here as the lead sales and service consultant for RMS Fitness. Fantastic. Well, it's nice to have you, Steve and Emily, joining us on our pilot edition. And what we have to discuss first is the challenges of opening fitness centers in and around the state of Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, portions of Pennsylvania. Uh, many people that we have come in contact either through regular maintenance or even those who have been longtime clients in need of service. So we said challenges. What kind of challenges have you seen and heard in recent times, Emily, concerning their fitness rooms? Well, uh, so far I've kind of had three outcomes. So you have the ones that are just not going to be opening up for the rest of the year. Um, I'd say that's a lot of like employee government gyms um, or businesses. They just are not going to open at all. Uh, I've also seen there are a lot of places that kept open the entire time. So that was helpful to us. And then we have the ones who were closed for a bit, um, but now they're going to open. But knowing that they're not going to be at full capacity, they're, they're looking to change the frequency of the maintenance contracts to lessen the visit, visits. So that's where we're at. Got it. Well, that, again, you're hearing a lot of this via phone call and email mm -hmm. as people are trying to navigate through their routine maintenance agreements here with us at RMS Fitness, but Steve, you get a chance to go out in the field and meet with people as well as take phone calls for people who are looking ahead at their fitness center needs. What are you seeing out there? Um, it's a pretty big range of situations as Emily kind of pointed out. Um, you know, right now, a lot of places <clears throat> have invited us out to take a look. It seems to be a pretty popular time right now for people to be considering how to either, you know, rearrange or readjust their fitness center. Everybody's trying to, um, you know, accommodate good health and fitness, you know, arrangements right now, <clears throat> particularly in light of everything that's going on with COVID-19. So a lot of places are reaching out and kind of with just a general request, you know, like, do you have any recommendations on how we can make our fitness center more, you know, socially distant or COVID friendly? So when we're going out there and looking at places, honestly, the biggest issue that I see when I go out for most communities or most facilities, I should say, is that they just have a lot of equipment. They just have too much equipment in the room. Um, maybe they were either oversold that equipment initially or uh, they just have acquired so many things and maybe their residents are, you know, attached to certain items and that's why they keep just adding instead of, you know, replacing things. But when you walk into the room, a lot of times at first glance, you look and you see there's no way for you to accommodate six feet social distance with the layout as it is. And that's probably the main concern. A lot of uh, also uh, properties and facilities have expressed that um, where they're located, uh, maybe like the local government requirements for them to be able to open might be more strict than they feel like they can accommodate when it comes to the frequency that they have to disinfect and things like that. So, um, you know, I would say that we're definitely seeing a little bit of that second point, but primarily it's just the, the existing layout is prohibitive for some of these places. Yeah, some good points, uh, Steve. And I was just thinking from my standpoint that, um, We've been asked to 
you know, help people navigate the social distancing of equipment. We've gone out, we've done the PM a little differently these days by separating out equipment and giving that spacing need. Now you mentioned a resource that's pretty been popular. I've seen a lot of it on various social media. They're putting up the plexiglass between users. Have you seen much on that, Steve? Yeah, so you know, we reached out pretty early on when things started to develop with COVID-19 to try to secure as much of the supplies and materials that our customers would be looking for to be able to try to facilitate them being able to continue operating. So one of the things that we were able to come across quickly was the protective uh, clear safety petitions, mm -hmm. partitions, excuse me, that you would set up in the fitness room there. And really what you, the benefit of that is that if you have a, a, maybe a smaller fitness center or an environment where it does receive heavy use and you can't necessarily close a machine or mark it down without having all your residents come into the front desk and asking you why, the safety partitions are nice because you can actually install one. They come in different sizes depending on the types of machines. So you put a different one between a treadmill than you would a set of bikes, but they kind of have them designed for the different types of equipment. And you would just basically uh, put them between the machines and it creates a natural barrier where the breath and the exhaust from the person using the machine can't cross over to the next user. So that is a way that you can keep your fitness center operating at full capacity, local guidance not prohibiting, and still be able to accommodate as many of your users as they would like while being safe. And I think that's a, a nice option. Yeah, I agree. And um, I know we've done some PMs, and uh, even when we send out our um, appointment reminders, we let people know that the fitness center should be shut down for the tech to come in. Uh, at bare minimum, we have them set up a perimeter around the technician to work safely. But um, I know we've been... Um, as a courtesy, been printing out the signs, the social distancing signs. Uh, they seem to be pretty popular, Emily. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I feel like we get asked that often for us to provide those. And it's nice that we have them so readily available so that the techs can put them up and the customer's happy. Yes. And we know this is very challenging. I mean, we don't know exactly what people need. We've seen some management companies put in place the appointments, right? Mm -hmm. Schedule a time to be there. Uh, Steve mentioned the plexiglass. There have been fitness bubbles, I think is a new term now, basically setting aside a certain pieces of equipment and only that person can use that set of equipment. Uh, to me, that could be the future because you look at larger facilities and most people would get, I don't know, if we've done so many calls over the years, we come into a um, a location, a lot of times there's maybe one or two people using the equipment, uh, not a lot of use, at least not for some of the centers that we've seen. Now we've been able to go out to some of the larger gyms and do some work. Um, and in their facilities, they've actually done a very good job. I do want to give some real, real shout outs to those who have taken serious their members and their safety for their members by having the roaming carts with the, the cleaners and the people that work there and working hard. And then of course you have the antibacteria, which is available to the members just to make them feel safe. So even when I'm working in a location like that, I feel pretty good. Um, I know they've had to shut down certain aspects of the club, the locker room, the showers, and for good reason. But for the most part, you do feel a sense of safe uh, being in those clubs and, and helping them. 
but on a lower scale, like the apartment complexes, like the HOAs, um, we, we do feel your challenges of trying to open up. Now, one of the things we'd like to probably see come out of this podcast is if you have a challenge that you're trying to meet is to reach out to us. Either we have already come across that challenge or we could send you or connect you with someone who may have an answer for you, um, such as the plexiglass, uh, such as even the protect service. We kind of mm-hmm. overlooked that, but, but there are chemicals out there. Maybe Steve, without going into too much science, uh, what is the protect program? So the uh, RMS fitness protection plan that we developed is an additional add-on service to our standard maintenance that we offer to our customers who are looking to really uh, take the health and fitness of their residents seriously and to show their residents that they're doing more than what they were doing before COVID-19. Essentially, after being fully uh, properly cleaned using EPA, CDC approved cleaners, we disinfect the product then using uh, hospital grade disinfectant. And then once those two steps are complete, the Protect comes behind it and we actually treat the equipment head to toe with a antimicrobial surface protectant. And without getting into the science, like Robert mentioned, the idea there is it just creates an inhospitable environment for future contagion and bacteria and things that may find its way into the gym. So when you copy that couple, excuse me, that service with a daily cleaning, a good culture of cleanliness, adequate access to gym wipes and different things throughout the gym, then you can be more confident that your fitness center will be protected more than it was, again, prior to going into things uh, pre-COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's been kind of the situation where seniors, uh, either in um, HOA programs or maybe in a senior uh, living center, by giving them that extra added layer of protection, they feel a little more comfortable uh, trying to go back into the fitness center and enjoy their workout again. So uh, that's pretty much our first portion of this podcast challenges of opening a fitness room there are answers out there feel free to contact us but uh, we'll move on to our next segment after this break welcome back everyone moving on to our second segment and that is our showroom the showroom the show wow it's the showroom okay you heard it first steve heitzer has penned it the showroom the showroom i like it okay we're moving on so what can you expect when you come to our showroom here at rms fitness steve you have the floor thank you so the concept behind the showroom and the uh the gym design aspect of what we're doing here that robert has put a lot of hard work and effort into developing and opening here is is that we don't want to be another big box store we don't want to be another location that you walk in and you wander around until you might find what you're looking for or find someone who might be able to help you there with a little bit of basic information we see enough of that we know that in this area there's enough access to that type of you know store that we need it to be something better so uh, when you come here what you should expect because we do everything by appointment is you're going to have number one right out of the gate a dedicated person here to help you because we know you're coming we prepare ahead of time and that way you're going to make sure that you have dedicated service beyond that what we hope to accomplish when you come here is that you get to meet with us discuss your fitness goals 
You can even come in ideally with uh, dimensions of your space in your home that you're looking to accommodate or fill with fitness equipment. And we can even sit down right there on the spot and help you kind of draw out your future home workout space. So really you're gonna get much more of a professional hand when it comes to developing and designing your workout space. You're gonna have a dedicated person here to help you mm -hmm. and you're gonna have many, many options. Even if it's not here in our location, that we have access to that we can show you and help you find that product that's perfect for you. Thank you, Steve. Well said. So Emily, we put this showroom together and you've been using the equipment. Why is that so beneficial? Well, it's beneficial because I haven't gone back to the gym. I canceled my gym membership. So this has been nice for me because I know it's clean. I clean everything after I use it. So I have that like safe, like peace of mind so um that's beneficial for me <laughs> all right so emily has put a lot of our equipment to the real test uh and that's been beneficial because uh, we talked earlier about the fact that all the guys get access to the equipment whether it's uh, the equipment we brought from the other office right that we used as a as a fitness center for the employees we kind of mingled that in with their existing new product comparing it to what we're used to so I know Steve, when he said appointment, we would like you to come to our showroom already dressed and ready to work out. Now, there have been some small challenges to inventory. Maybe Steve, you could share some insight on that about bringing inventory into the building. Sure. So obviously right now, um, COVID-19 has created an environment where everybody is trying to hoard and gather as much of their own fitness equipment as they can because like Emily mentioned a lot of people haven't gone back to the gym and might not ever be planning to especially um, some of our older customers and clients who have just decided that because of all the things going on it might just not be worth it for them to go back so a lot of people are looking to acquire inventory for their home um, to their credit manufacturers have ramped things up in an effort to try to provide more but Inventory and supply is still an issue when it comes to um, strength equipment, weights, weight lifting equipment. Most of that type of product right now is um, being pre-sold. So um, just to give you guys a good expectation, we definitely can still help you out with everything, help you find everything. That's not like an issue that you would experience here at RMS that you would then go somewhere else and not experience. It's kind of an across the board industry issue. So we're just making the adjustment to that. We're bringing in uh, new showroom pieces as they become available. We've got a few things that we're expecting in the next I think, month or so. That'll be some new additions to the floor. And we're going to continue to do that. But certainly we hope that as we move into 2021, that the supply will kind of catch up with the demand. But for now, we're doing the best we can. And we're going to make sure we keep new equipment coming in as often as we can and making products available to our customers when they need it. Yeah, well said. And let's be honest, a lot of uh, this was brought on unexpectedly. So there was a time, right, Emily, when we were probably, when it came to a business, 75% to 80% commercial mm -hmm. when it came to our clients. Um, most people, I'm sure, like, we had memberships that were reasonably priced per month. We took advantage of that. And that's what most people were doing. Uh, gym memberships went from about this to about this as far as cost. 
But uh, that's all changed now. And to Steve's point, because of that change, people have brought their workout in home. So we're going to try to, in our Everyone needs a spotter and uh, helping one another out in these difficult times. We probably know that everyone has a routine. You probably had something you did at the gym. You probably were very comfortable with it. Now, how do you bring that same experience to your home possibly because you just want that? You, you don't feel like you're going to get back to the gym, at least not at the in the immediate future. So what can we do? Well, we have some things we're going to be sharing with you in the next couple of uh, segments. So we're going to take another break and we're going to come up with routine exercise and the benefits of that. And we're going to turn our attention to Emily about her input on a particular subject, but I won't take her thunder from her. We'll be back at the next segment after this break. Welcome back. All right. So as we mentioned, we've been working out here at the showroom, utilizing all the pieces that we now have. And that's very exciting because now working out at the gym has been very difficult. So now we have a place to come and work out. One of the things that I really have enjoyed this past week or two is the spin bike. Has anyone tried a spin bike before steve you a big spinner i uh am not i haven't been i should say in the past um <clears throat> it's always something that looks like a good workout it just isn't the kind of thing i'm not really a class guy so like pre-covid i would have never found myself in a spin class but um i think you're about to get into a little bit there are some pretty cool new things you can do with spin bikes especially in your home and um i'm considering getting into it yeah yeah, I've been doing a little bit here and there, but I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I try to, you know, mix it up a little bit. It's never a good thing to stick to one aspect of the work of a workout. Like, never, you never want to do too much cardio. And let's just face it, um, it's good to mix it up. So I did try the spinning uh, app for Peloton. Mm -hmm. But what I do like about it is, and I will be very honest, is, I mean, I, we can all work on ourselves, right? We all have room for improvement when it comes to working out. But when I get on a bike, my legs burn more than any other aspect of a workout that I do. So that just proves to me that I'm working muscles that I must not be normally working. And that's why I like the spin bike is that it's a very easy and quick, efficient way to burn a lot of calories. Um, and also what's awesome about it, and I was just looking up some information, is that it is ideal for basically anybody, any body type, beginner, um, advanced, or intermediate um, working out, you know, levels. <laughs> but it's really good for anyone. It suits basically anyone, and it's because it's very low impact and that you're basically using the same muscles that you do when running. And in fact, you're burning, I looked this up, the same amount of calories per hour as if you were running. I thought that was pretty great. And the fact that you're feeling different muscles burn than just say running, which can mm -hmm. be very difficult on your joints. And if you do it all the time, you're really not getting the benefit. It's good to switch things up. So spinning is my new alternative. Now, what we have done here is we used your 
uh, Peloton app, which has been great. Signing into different um, classes and things like that, and just like a 20-minute workout, I'm on fire. So I definitely recommend it. They say to do it around three times a week, at least if you really want to see results. Um, but it, it really, you're engaging so many parts of your body, um, your core, your upper body, your back, glutes, your quads, hamstrings, and lower legs. So I think I'm really going to stick with this, try and come up with a schedule where I am doing it like around three, maybe even five times a week. We'll see. But I really want to see my legs get cut. And they said that this will help you see the cut in your legs. So that's where I'm at with the spinning. Good. Awesome. So I know spin bikes are nothing new, right? They've been around for a long time. Yeah. So what we're really experiencing is the talent behind the trainers, getting you involved in the various workouts, uh, mixing it up, as you mentioned, that really helps. And that's what uh, Steve and I have been working with a few customers over the last few weeks um, because it's just not one particular brand of bike that sells spin bikes. There are several spin bike uh, makers out there. Mm -hmm. uh, there are several different apps. But the point is, is that if you enjoy spinning, uh, you can find something reasonable, right? Absolutely. And um, I think Stephen have had a chance the other day to go over the differences between one bike versus another. And um, I'm not going to say much more than that, Steve. What uh, would you find out in some of that research you did the other day for that customer? Yeah. So, you know, in looking into Peloton bikes, which is, you know, just put it out there. That's the elephant in the room, so to speak. That's the brand that everybody knows the most. You might have seen the Peloton van in your neighborhood. But to Robert's point, <laughs> certainly is not the only uh, name in the game. And to be fair, they are actually on the more expensive side as well. The product is... Um, so it's a it's a good product, but I wouldn't call it a great product in terms of durability and things like that. But it, it, it's good, and I'm certainly not here to talk down on Peloton. Um, but the approach that we've found and that we have found that our customers enjoy is that rather than being tied to that one uh, type of service. So when you buy a Peloton bike, you get one uh, media source or one source of coaching and lessons, and that is from Peloton. It requires a monthly membership. And it's uh, an expensive monthly membership as well. So what we found is that by offering some other bikes, obviously we're a, fran uh, excuse me, a fan of the Bodycraft uh, line of products for our spin bikes. But by attaching your own personal device to that bike, which is an excellent bike that we have here in our showroom that you can come try out, you can access not only the Peloton content, which Emily can probably confirm. I think you guys were just using the Peloton app, mm -hmm. not a Peloton bike, right? right. Okay, yeah. so she could access that information um, on her device, but then also, you know, you can find workouts from a number of other fitness apps. You could tap into your social media accounts if you wanted to do that while you were riding. You could throw your, you know, favorite most re recent episode of your, you know, the show that you love to watch on Netflix. So. You can access all of what Peloton has to offer as far as its content and much, much more at a much lower cost by looking into one of these options. We can help you to outfit your bike properly so that you can get all the readouts and information that you want. 
And I think you'd be surprised and pretty happy to find out uh, how inexpensive of an endeavor that can be. Yeah, I was just going to say just one last thing that it's such a great option for if you really are trying to put together a fitness room in your own home. It doesn't take a lot of space and it's really pretty much an inexpensive alternative. And the fact that even if you're not a big cardio person, you just want to keep your heart rate up, it's it's such a good option to get on that and just do some hits um, because you can change uh, your resistance very quickly for different inten intensity levels. So it really is a, a really excellent option. Well, thank you both. And I will just share a little bit of uh, fitness technical background on a spin bike and why it can be beneficial. From a repair standpoint and maintenance, it's very minimal. Um, you basically have to stay on top of the braking system, depending on whether you have a brake pad or magnetic uh, type of a um, resistance. And with that said, um, there are obviously upright bikes, but they are limited. For instance, we had a customer come in and he was uh, a fairly big gentleman that was going to want a, a bike. So we had him test it, um, an upright bike and actually a couple of different spin bikes because he's a different type of person. He's, you know, picked up a little weight over the years and he wants to get back in shape. Well, you got to give him the right product and the right product for him was a spin bike. He's very happy with the spin bike. He can stand on the cranks because they're meant to have that kind of weight and that kind of uh, force on them. So he's going to get a nice little workout. And to Steve's point, he can either check his email, uh, watch a movie, any distraction that's necessary to carry out his workout. And if you knew the gentleman, uh, he was very limited in his cardiovascular. So he would get 10 or so minutes into his workout. And that uh, hasn't been too terribly long ago. He's up to an hour now. So something good. to be very um, excited about that we were able to help someone on their journey and that journey happened to include spin biking. So a uh, good article. Thanks for sharing, Emily. So uh, our next segment after this next break, we will discuss the home workout adjustments. Possibly school is opening or maybe it's not opening. We'll find out. Yes, we will. <laughs> <Stay> we'll, <tuned. laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back uh, from our little break there. We're going to dive right back into our next segment. Uh, Robert introduced that briefly before we went away, but we're going to be talking about home workout adjustments, particularly with schools opening here in the near future. Um, kind of a general subject because depending on where you live, schools may or may not be opening. If you happen to have kids in private school, you might be sending them to school depending on things. In here in Maryland, uh, Maryland, excuse me, the governor just opened up uh, permission for the counties to open. So some counties may choose to not open. Some may choose to open. I know Baltimore County, uh, where I live, has opted to stay closed, at least initially. So anyone with a Baltimore County school, Baltimore County school student uh, will have their children at home. So you might not have that break in the middle of the day after you put the kids on the bus to uh, run to the gym for a few minutes. So we're here to talk a little bit about how people are still going to go about getting in their workouts uh, despite those challenges. So um, I know you guys are pretty avid gym goers prior to COVID-19. So what kind of, what would 
your main reasons for going, obviously aside of staying in shape. What did the gym do for you that is important uh, just outside of building your strength? And why was it such an important part of your, uh, your routine? Emily? Yeah, Emily. Uh, I want to say it really started for me as um, boosting some self-confidence as well as just burning off anxiety and stress. And then um, once I got into the routine of it, um, it just was a, a hobby, my hobby. And it kept me, um, um, like I said, just burning off any kind of stress that I had. So that's part of the reason why I, I liked to go so often is because it made me feel accomplished. It made me feel good about myself. Um, and then also like that hype you get from seeing other people working out. You pick up things just from watching other people. I know for me when I started working out and going to the gym, I, I just went right to an elliptical or right to a treadmill because everything else intimidated me. So once I broke that down and I learned how to actually work out and maybe follow a program, that then that motivated me more to just keep going and going. So that so obviously once once gyms closed, that was rough. That was a hard thing to. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Robert, you're a uh, you know business owner. You are a family man. You got a lot of responsibilities in your life. So I'm assuming that the gym was a. Uh, you know, a therapeutic thing for you in addition to just exercising. Um, you know, is that kind of similar to Emily's situation? You found some other benefits there too? Are you telling me I need therapy, Steve? No, I said <laughs> <Okay>. therapeutic. <laughs> just checking in. Yes, it was a routine for me. Uh, in fact, it got me to uh, become even more scheduled and that helped with work and balancing the family life. And I'm sure everyone who's been used to going to the gym when they shut down, that does interfere with that routine. Um, you get up early, you get what you, your workout in. To Emily's point, you get there, you see a lot of regulars. The regulars are there. You kind of say your good mornings. And, you, and if anyone knows me, knows that once I'm at the gym, it's, it's, it's on. And so at that point, I, I zone out everyone else around me and get the workout in. And, and, and to have the equipment and be able to go from station to station uh, was a was a good thing because you could work different muscles and to what Emily just mentioned if you see different ones come in from time to time and they have a different routine sometimes you would pick up on things like oh I might try that see what that might feel like uh, new equipment would come in all the time you'd um, functional trainers you had the uh, synergy systems where they had the balls and they had the uh, ropes yeah. so they were trying to add a lot of uh, different things when it comes to fitness and getting the most out of it. But now you're home, right? And that's what exactly. you're talking about right now is now we're home mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, but at least not, not everybody's home. So I, like we mentioned in the previous segment, people have gotten back to the gym and for good reason. And there are uh, people taking care of the necessities of making it safe. But then there are some who won't be able to go back for whatever personal reason. So how do we adjust? What do we do at home that we could do at the gym? And that's uh, what you're going to talk about, Steve. Yeah. And I mean, that may have been a little bit of a roundabout way of getting to where we were headed. But I ask those questions because, you know, we want to acknowledge that we know, 
you know, you get more out of going to the gym than just working out. It's not just about staying strong or, you know, staying fit. We understand that there's, you know, mental health aspects of what happens uh, when you work out and, you know, there's a social element. Now, we, working out at home, you might not be able to um, address the social aspects. You know, you're going to be there in your house, you know, so you have to rely on your family for motivation that way. But you can still accomplish all those other things, you know, taking the break from the grind, you know, taking the break from just work. A lot of people are going to be working at home. A lot of people are going to be teleworking or telecommuting or whatever fancy word they're going to use for it next year. And, you know, having the opportunity to still get in your time at your home, despite the fact that you might now be homeschooling your kids, too, on top of all that, is critical. So while you might not be able to, at home, have the full array of every, you know, selectorized strength machine on the world that you could use, um, by coming in and talking to us, we can help figure out what your specific niches are in the gym. What are the things that you really enjoy? If you're a rower, if you are a spin bike uh, enthusiast like Emily, or you know, if you're a runner, especially with the bad weather seasons coming up, some people may have navigated these uh, times just by being able to get outside and work out. But if you live here where we do in the Northeast or the mid-Atlantic, so to speak, um, you could find that in another few weeks here, the weather is not nice for you to be running or working out in your driveway anymore. So um, by coming in here, we want to encourage everybody, if you are someone who feels like you need to be able to get more of a routine for your workout in than you are right now, come in. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. We can help you to pick one very versatile strength machine for your room uh, or one very versatile or specific cardio machine, depending on what your needs are and kind of compare that, or excuse me, pair that with some accessories that fit your needs and basically help you design in a very small space the ideal workout environment for you so that you maybe can put your kid on their English class and then run across the hall for 30 minutes and get your, your workout in and still feel like you're accomplishing the things that you wanted to do. I think that, um, and you guys will probably agree, I think one of the things that has made the pandemic and these recent life events so challenging for people is they feel like they're losing out wants things in their life that were important to them. So anything you can do to take something that was important to you and keep it relevant and you know active in your life, and obviously we're big proponents of health and fitness here, and we understand how important that is to people. So you know, maybe you guys can expand a little bit on some of the maybe the specific ideas of things that we can recommend to people when they come in. Robert, you know, if you were to pick out one piece of cardio equipment for your home gym, what would that piece be for you? Well, thanks for putting me on the spot first and foremost. There we go. Okay, but uh, cardio, that's, that's kind of a catch-22. Because right now I would say the spin bike uh, for sure because of the, uh, the hit classes getting that, uh, that involved. Uh, but I, do, I don't enjoy a long time on a treadmill, but I do from time to time run on a treadmill. If you do an, a certain exercise – you put in a, a one minute of active rest, they call it, and then you can either walk it or run it, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. But uh, last, uh, our last office, we had a fitness room, I guess we could say, right, Emily, in yeah. a living room. Yeah. It's basically a living room. So to Steve's point, it was a small space, and we had a functional trainer. We had a squat rack. Right. And we, we could have had a treadmill in there, but we had two racks. racks yeah. Because we we're trying to, because there's multiple users. But um, yeah, so get, getting back to what Steve said, because of the room, I would, I would probably elect 
to go with a, um, a spin bike because of what I'm able to accomplish on it. And it only takes a small amount of space. And if I wanted to move it out of the way, it's easy to roll around. But uh, I want to hear what Emily has to say. Well, that is true. It is very easy to move around. That's what I do like about it. Um, I'm torn. Like you said, there are times where I do like to get on the treadmill and I can spend an hour if I wanted to do something mindless. Um, but I remember when we were doing that 10K training and you were running us under the table in the gym when we were trying to prepare for that. So she's not kidding. So I do like that. But um, if I'm having, you know, any kind of lower back pain or hip pain, then the spin bike is a no-brainer. I have no problems um, getting a really effective workout in. I mean, not to gross anybody out, but when I'm working out on it, even my arms are sweating, (laughs) my forearms. So I think it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm torn between the two, but for the, for the space, uh, spin bike hands down. And the fact that you can move it out of the way or anywhere you want to move it, very easy. So there you go. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. And, and the reason why I ask that is because, you know, for somebody like myself, I have back problems, low back problems. I have a little bit of a disc issue back there. So impact for me is bad. So it sounds like if Emily had her choice of anything, you seem like you really like running. You might go with a nice small footprint, you know, treadmill and some strength training. Robert, he kind of had a couple of different things that he liked there. But my point in, in, in kind of expressing that is if you come into our uh, our showroom here, sit down with us, especially if you have an area in your home that you've kind of already maybe pegged is where you're going to, you know, use for your fitness space, come in with those dimensions. We can actually drop, you know, digitally into a uh, into our tablet or our devices here in the office. We can draw your room. We can take the exact measurements of the equipment that you're interested in, put them in that actual room and show you how much space you'd have to work around and make sure that it's safe and functional. Obviously, uh, the word functional, you know, we, we are big fans of functional trainers for this particular application. They're designed kind of in many cases to be corner fit in the room, which helps you save space. By having those adjustable pulleys and various attachments, throw a bench into the mix there, and you can really get yourself a full body workout with just honestly the corner of maybe a guest bedroom that you have in your house. So uh, we would definitely love to encourage everybody, don't let yourself miss your home workouts just because life is throwing some curveballs at us for the last six months. (laughs) And you know, realistically, we are all hoping that things get back to, you know, quote unquote normal soon, but this could all go on for some time. So take your health and serious health and fitness serious, you know, put it first in your life and make a good investment into, you know, being able to continue that home workout. And I think that if you do, you'll see benefits not only in your physical health, your mental health will be improved and it'll actually help you to navigate uh, these turbulent times. Definitely. Uh, very nice, Steve. That is going to conclude this portion about adjusting to our home workout routines. So next up, we're going to turn our attention again back to Emily because she's going to talk about something very, very dear to her heart. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. And we are on to my next favorite topic other than working out is food. (laughs) Food. Um, So what I wanted to just go over is the fact that um, you can spend hours and hours at the gym working on your physique, but what you do at home and for the rest of the day really determines the way you look. Um, I know that, I don't know about everybody else, but I know for me, once COVID hit, there was a lot of comfort eating because you just didn't know what was going on. 
in the world, and that was the only way to find comfort. It was through food. And so um, as healthy as I felt like I was prior to COVID, I am trying to find a balance now where I can enjoy life, but also eat healthy too and have healthy options. And part of working um, full time is you have to plan ahead. And that can be very hard. I can't go and eat fast food every day. I can't, I can't do it. I don't have the physique for it. So, but, so we did find um, this, which I'm really excited about. I tried it for the first time this past week. Now, I didn't find this. Lena did. And yes, so I did. give her kudos because what intrigued me is this company has a bar um, they really became popular from their bars. They're very clean. They're made from all clean um, ingredients, which I liked. And I've been eating those for years. But now they have um, healthy oatmeal options, different flavors. Now, this one is apple cinnamon. There's a maple one. I think there's a chocolate one, which I haven't tried yet. But what's awesome about this is it's just it tells you the ingredients on the front. So you know what you're going to eat is going to be good for you. And these are very filling. So this is such a great um, option for those who like something warm and hearty for your stomach, something easy. Such a good thing to have in the mornings. And then you can also, if you rather have overnight oats, you can prepare that in that fashion. You can do it in the night before. Just fill it up with some water and cover it and put it in the fridge for the night. Um, even when I make it in the microwave, I, I'll put some fresh fruit in it. But it's awesome; has a nice little lid here. Maybe for can... our maybe for our audio only listeners, maybe just let them know the, yeah. the, the name of the. Oh yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah. for that. RX bars. Has anyone ever heard of RX bars? Well, now this is RX oats, and it's got 12 grams of protein, one egg white, nine almonds, one date, third of a cup of oats and nothing else and that's what's so awesome so if you're if you are working on the fly you need to eat healthy this is a great option for you so i was really excited about that i'm glad that um lena had got these so that i could try them here at the office um if you're working at an office where you don't have access to cooking your own meals and you didn't get a chance to prep the night before let's face it we're busy and we're tired at the end of the day Grab a, grab a box of these. I think I ordered this, um, a box from Amazon, and that came in in a couple days. And then just you have something, a really quick, healthy go-to. So, um, you know, it's hard to eat healthy, especially when you're stressed. But if you're not planning ahead, it's even harder to eat healthy. So that's why I wanted to just focus on, on that product. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great product to get. Being able to find... Uh clean sources of protein yeah. during the breakfast time of day is a challenge. My wife is um, currently working with a nutritionist and she, they have her tracking her macros and protein in the morning is one of the hardest things that she has a, you know, has a hard time, I should say, you know, being able to hit that number. They have a high number of protein that they want her to hit in the AM and, you know, she has a hard time balancing out sugars and other things that are in a lot of things that provide protein in the morning, like yogurts and things like that. Yeah. So um, definitely, I think that's a really a good uh, good resource there. And the fact that you can prepare it a couple of different ways, yeah. it's got some versatility. You don't burn out on it. I know I tend to find something that's really healthy and I get excited and I eat it like every day for two weeks and then I hate it for the rest <laughs> of my life. So the fact that you can make that a few different ways is really, uh, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, 
I do like oatmeal. I, I'm not going to lie from time to time, but you know, oatmeal is something that's got to grow on you. Because, I think it just started to grow on me because as you, I've gotten older. You got to, you got to add the, the fruit. You got to sometimes add the honey, mm-hmm. right? So you're starting to stay healthy and I get it. it. It's, it's a good staple for the morning. Um, and having it small and prepared has been helpful, but Back in the day when we had another social media um, program that we put on, we made lots of stuff with oatmeal, mm-hmm. oatmeal bars, oatmeal brownies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we just went on and on with oatmeal. So there's a lot of versatility to it. <laughs> yes. So, but a uh, good one. It was nice and easy. Nice little plug to uh, encourage everyone to take uh, the right time and effort into food preparation because as we all just mentioned about fitness, if we don't look after our diet, it won't help. Now, clean eating is always a challenge, but uh, eating healthy can have its uh, fun side too. So uh, maybe we'll bring up another fun side uh, to food next time. Yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That would it? be so great. Okay. Cause you, you come know I up love with, food. You do. And you got so many great ideas with food. So that's it. And this is uh, going to conclude our first podcast together. And with that said, we hope you enjoyed our input We're on many to topics, you. right? We're here to spot you as uh, Steve had mentioned. So if you have any questions or input or even something you'd like us to talk about, because there is a lot of experience in the room, um, in the industry, both in the field uh, from a service standpoint in the field, as far as a consultant and even one who has looked over contracts for many years, some of the questions that came around. And now even with the residential service and sales approach that we've taken in the recent couple of years, we are just trying to bring that experience to you. And we hope that you will benefit from that, whether you buy from us or in some cases. So a short story. Can I share a short story? I'll allow it. You'll allow it? Okay. It is our pilot episode. So uh, had a customer call us, and I, I really wanted to add this to the podcast earlier on, but I, I didn't get a chance to squeeze it in. But uh, they called for service. We went out and did some work in their home a few years ago, and all they, they remembered about us was we were honest. That's pretty impressive. Right? That's it. That's all they remember. And the wife called about a, tri- uh, excuse me, an elliptical needs to be repaired. And it had gotten older. And I took the phone call and explained that it's too old and we don't have enough part support in order to dispatch a technician. So since we work on all kinds of equipment from time to time, if you were to call in, our first gut feeling is to check to see if we could support a, a unit that's eight years. And in this case, I think it was 15 years old. And so the manufacturer is no longer around. I could go on and on. But the point was, is that the husband called me and wanted to buy an elliptical from us. But his ceilings were too short. And I said, no problem. No problem. Go to this company, buy this elliptical. Good people. They'll get you serviced right. And if you have any problems after your warranty and you need support, we'll be there to support you. So I think that's pretty much sums up what we're trying to deliver to all of our customers. Good, honest service, recommendations, consultations, you name it. So that's going to conclude our first episode. I want to thank Emily Vinos 
Thank you. As well as Steve Heitzer. Thank you. And again, I am Robert Decker with RMS Fitness Equipment Services. And don't forget any input you'd like to share or even maybe some questions. Our email is podcast at rmsfitness.com. And as always, stay healthy. My friends. See ya. Bye.